I'm Craig Walker, and I want to welcome you to the Extraordinary Life Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or YouTube, I want to ask you to subscribe, like, comment, review, share, so that others can benefit from these podcasts. We are talking today in part one about the holidays and how they affect us. It's a time where we hear about a joyous Noel. We hear Merry Christmas, joy to the world. But for many, the emotions that are brought to the surface from the holiday season are quite different from Merry Christmas all the way to a blue Christmas, depending on what is going on in our life. Maybe you are facing financial hardship and holidays just accentuate that. Perhaps you're homesick or far away from loved ones and you're not looking forward to the holiday season, honestly. I, I want us to talk today about how we can look forward to it and what we can do to help ourselves through this time. When we have these losses and these things affecting our life. It can re result in depression and anxiety, uh, apathy towards God, sorrow, lack of energy. Some, unless the Lord helps them, will actually have a hard time getting out of bed for the holiday season. Many will be alone, but I want to assure you that you're not alone. And that's what this podcast today is all about. We're going to encourage each other in the Lord because the Lord has promised to never leave us and never forsake us. In fact, he said, if your father and mother abandon you, I will never abandon you. I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. The Bible says he sets the lonely in families. So if you're all alone this holiday season, I want to encourage you. That is not the end of your story. You know, as a pastor, some people wonder, do the holidays affect me as a pastor the way it affects other people? Are there things that I struggle with during the holiday season? And I can say for sure that um, for me, one of the things that's always uh, brings some blue into my Christmas is the fact that my my siblings and my my father live far away and we're pretty much scattered, love each other to pieces, love each other so much. But it's very difficult for us to get together during the holiday season with our schedules, with our own families. And so, yeah. I, I, I lament that during the holiday season. And what can we do when we're feeling sad or apathetic from the holidays? Um, what can we do about it? And what do we have to guard our hearts against? Because often what happens is we begin to question ourselves and even more damaging possibly is that we begin to question God. Maybe we got to the end of this year and we go out. Wow, it's another year and I, I didn't get where I hoped to get. 
You know, I, I thought by now I'd be married. I thought by now we would have a child. I thought by now that I would be in my own house or I thought I would be promoted in my career. It's a time when a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people will ask, Lord, why did you let my husband die? Why did I lose my job? And we have got to guard our hearts and our emotions during the holidays. It's all right to question God as long as our journey and our direction is towards God and not away from Him. The natural delete or, or tendency that we have, rather, is to question God or blame God. It's particularly hard for Christians because as Christians, we know that God is in heaven, the scripture says, and he can do whatever he pleases. So it's hard to reconcile the fact that God was able to change the outcome, but he didn't. And so what do we do during this holiday season to not be apathetic towards it or worse, dread it, which many people will do? And so I want to give you, self, give you rather some things that we can do and that I do to center myself during the holiday season or for any tough time in life when God doesn't make sense. And there will be times in our life, I promise you, when God doesn't make sense. And what do we do during those times? So I want to talk about a couple ways that we can center ourselves. And the first one is we remember who God is and what he thinks about us. We recenter on that. We pull back our emotions and the, the mind that just won't shut down and the questions that are bombarding our minds and the accusation that the enemy comes with against God, against us. It's your fault. It's your sin. God doesn't love you. It doesn't work. We recenter on the word of God. I want to give you a scripture that I think will help many today. It's found in Psalm 31, 7. The psalmist wrote, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love for you have seen my troubles and you care, you care about the anguish of my soul. Listen, God cares about the anguish of your soul. The devil will say he doesn't care. He will say if God cared, he would have changed the outcome. But friend, we don't know the end from the beginning. We don't see the big picture that God sees. And even when we don't understand, we can be assured of this. God is a good God and he has good plans for us. And the scripture says all things work together for the good. It doesn't say all things are good. It says all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. Not all things are good. But God will, through his redemptive power, work even the terrible things in our life somehow for good in our lives. If we'll run to him 
and not away from it. So the first thing we have to do is remember God cares for us. He loves us. We could say it this way, especially during difficult times, we need to lean in to Jesus like John the Beloved leaned his head on the bosom of Jesus. We need to let the holiday pressure, the pressure of the holiday season that we feel, instead of push, getting it between us and our relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, instead of that pressure pushing us away from his bosom, we need to put that pressure on the other side of us where it pushes us into, deeper into the bosom of Christ by saying, God, I don't understand, but I'm not going to blame you in my ignorance and my weakness. I'm going to run to you because I know you are my only help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lean into God and know this also that trials lead to stronger faith. The Bible tells us over and over again that these to rejoice in trials. How do you rejoice in these things? Only in the fact that these trials are working in us a genuine faith that will stand through eternity and it actually makes us a trophy of God's grace that Paul wrote will be something that God demonstrates to the heavenly beings. He's going to display us as trophies of grace that have come through the fire and have not been burnt, gone through the floodwaters, not been drowned, gone through great testing, and come forth as pure gold. That's what God is working in us. These trials work in us a genuine faith. And also it's good to remember to center ourselves upon the Lord that the journey that we're in right now is not the end of our faith. You know, I like to say this to people when they're going through difficult times that life really is like a play and you may be in an act right now that is dark, that it seems like the enemy is winning and you're being defeated. But that curtain, if you keep leaning into the Lord, centering on him, knowing that he's working in you a, a stronger faith, that curtain is going to close and it's going to open again and there's going to be new people in your life. There's going to be new scenery. It's going to be a total different place than where you are now because we know from God's word that the scripture says for, that in Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has plans for us, plans not to harm us, but to prosper us, to give us a future and a hope. God has a good plan for you, listener. Everybody hearing my voice, God has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. Don't run away from him. Run to him during this holiday season. Man, how do you do that? Well, for one thing, put on worship music. Man, when you're feeling down, 
The last thing in your flesh you want to do is put on some worship music. But the most important thing you can do is put on worship music. So you got to let your spirit man override your emotions and the natural man, the flesh, and push yourself, get out of bed, put on some worship music, go to Spotify, download a worship list, and blare it in your household. Blare it in your household, man. Run to Jesus. Invite Jesus into your mess. He's not worried about it. He's not offended by it. He wants to be with you. When I made Jesus the Lord of my life, finally, after running from him for many years, the decision, the, the reality that made me surrender all control of my life to the Lord was coming to the end of myself and realizing there was only one person on the earth in the universe that could make a promise to never leave me or forsake me. And that was Jesus. I remember being so lonely years ago during holiday season, I moved to a new town. I worked shift work. I came from a large family, but I had to move away from them. I, I didn't know anybody. I was working crazy shift work that changed every week, different shift. So no social life. And it was during that very lonely time that I wouldn't wish on anybody that God used that lonely time to make me surrender to his lordship, bring me to a place that I said, you know what? There's only one person that I can count on always being with me, and his name is Jesus. And I made a decision to make him Lord of my life. And when I did, Emmanuel, God with us, made himself so real to me. I remember I couldn't read the Bible enough. I'd take a New Testament in my pocket to work, and every chance I got, I would read it. And my relationship with Jesus became a real relationship. It was not just something you do to get to heaven. I found my best friend. I found the lover of my soul. I found my companion for life. And his name is Jesus. And that's what I wish for you today. So many people run from Jesus the worst thing they can do, maybe you've run from Jesus and tried to bury your heartache in alcohol, maybe drugs, maybe try to get a buzz and forget your problems. Man, that's just a Band-Aid and it doesn't work. But there is a solution. There's a, there's a God in heaven. His son Jesus died for us. And if we'll receive him, not just as some church thing or religious thing we do, but out of desperation say, I need a friend. I need one that will never leave me or forsake me. Jesus will be that for you. And you will tangibly fill him with you through the Holy Spirit that will come inside of you and live with you. <laughs> everywhere I go, he goes. And everywhere you go, he'll go. If you find Jesus and make him Lord of your life. And then a way that we can recenter, even as believers, is we can 
pray for God to work in us his great will and we start a conversation with God, we, we pray. And let me just say this, for you that may be new to prayer, prayer doesn't have to be perfect. Prayer is not something that has to be said in a certain way and with King James Version language. Prayer is just talking to God, man. Just being real with Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, if you've never prayed, make, make, give it a chance. I like to tell people, just pray this simple prayer. Prayer. If it's all new to you, say, Jesus, if you are really real, reveal yourself to me and watch what he'll do. Hallelujah. He will reveal himself to you if you pray that prayer. And then the last thing I would say that's so important to help us center ourselves back on God is to lean not only on God, but lean on others. The Bible says we're to bear one another's burdens. Confess your faults to one another that you may be healed. See, the body of Christ, his body is brothers and sisters in the faith. It's the very body, the embodiment of Christ in the earth. So we can't do this alone. We've got to lean on somebody. We want to make sure we lean on the right people because we want the right advice and the right feedback. So go to a brother and sister in Christ, someone you know. Man, you don't know exactly what they have, but you know they have a relationship with God. Go to those people and share your burdens. Don't try and do it alone. I would love for you in the comment section, just get real with us and send us a note and say, pray for me for this. Someone who amazes me during the holiday season are our deployed military members. I mean, I can't imagine how tough that is. I can a little bit because my wife and I were missionaries to China years ago. And I remember going outside and Leslie and I would look at the moon and, and we would say to each other, can that even be the same moon we saw in America? It seems like we're in a totally different world. We were there shortly after the Tiananmen Square massacre. They were still under martial law. It was a time when uh, foreigners were not allowed in. We were allowed in by special permission. There was nothing really Western there at that time. I think Beijing had one McDonald's and one Pizza Hut in all of Beijing. That was the only Western restaurants and everything was strange. Everything was distance, distant. We didn't know the language very well, and the holidays came. Leslie and I were newly married. We had been married for about six or seven months, somewhere in there, when the holidays came, and wow, homesick, tangibly, you could feel it. And what do you do during those times? Again, Instead of running from Jesus, run into the arms of Jesus. 
I think that's how people make it. And I don't know how people make it without Jesus. And I want you to make it. I, I want you to make it. I not only want you to make it, I want you to flourish, flourish this holiday season. For one thing, I will tell you during my lonely time, when I made Jesus Lord of my life, every time the doors of the church were open for whatever was going on, if I could make it there, I was there. The shift work kept me away quite a bit. But man, if I was able, I didn't sit at home wallowing in my sadness, homesickness, loneliness. I pushed myself to be in the house of the Lord. And what happened was that God began to give me friends at church, brothers and sisters in the faith that are some of them are still my friends today. I do life with them after all my journeys around the world. We've remained in relationship with one another. They're dear friends. God has people for you to meet and you have to be friendly. He that hath friends must show himself friendly, the scripture says. The way you do that is get yourself out there. Quit sitting at home. Quit making social media friends your entire life. You need some flesh and blood in your life. You need friends. You need to go to the house of the Lord. I also want to give you a resource, encourage you to get the book, Born for the Extraordinary. It's the latest book I wrote, and it's available on Amazon. And I'm, I'm encouraging you to do this so that I can get a lot of book sales. No, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because this book is literally changing lives. I get testimonies every week of people telling me, I read your book, Born for the Extraordinary, and it is literally changing my life. I see hope and I have a vision for my life now. I want you to go to Amazon and get that book. It's be a great gift to give to a loved one during this holiday season. Encourage them to read it because God has made you with a pre-planned itinerary. You're not random DNA. You're not just down here to suck air and, you know, earn a retirement and die. No, God has a grand adventure. He's the author and finisher of your faith. And your novel is not some boring, yawning, dumb book about surviving. No, the book he's written for you, the story he's written for you is great adventure. Man, it is climbing the mountain and winning the prize and living forever with Jesus. I've talked a lot about me today. In this setting, I, I so wish I could sit here and listen to your story and talk about what you're going through. We can ask you to leave some comments. You can drop us an email at upwardchurch.org. We'd love to hear from you. But what I can do that transcends technology is I can pray for you today. And I want to do that. If you just bow your heads where you are, I want to pray for you today. Father, I pray for all of our listeners, myself included. Lord, we want to make Jesus the center of our lives. 
I pray for those that are especially lonely, especially having a difficult time making sense of what you're doing in their life. Lord, I just ask you that you would dissipate the fog of accusation that the enemy brings into their minds. They tries to separate them and isolate them from you in the body of Christ. And Father, I ask that you, dear Jesus, as they ask you to reveal yourself to them, that they would have a real experience with you. Lord, those tears that are flowing now from those who are lonely and hurting, Lord, let them feel you, Lord Jesus, right now. Let them lean on your breast, Father. Let them feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the God of all comfort. I pray in Jesus' name. Help them, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I really want to ask you to tune in to part two of this podcast next week. Invite a friend to, to tune in. We'll be talking about family disagreements during the holidays and dysfunction and how do we handle it? Because that holiday meal is coming. The tension, the uh, strangeness is going to come. And how do we handle it? How can Christ help us to live an extraordinary life through the holiday season. I'm Pastor Craig, the host of the Extraordinary Life Podcast. I wanna thank you for joining us today. Again, share it, like it, tell a friend about it, and we'll see you next week on The Extraordinary Life.